afford to be here. This is small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away. A song away. A song away. Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis, and joining me today is, uh, he's been here before, but this this time he is he is released uh, from the burden of, of doing uh, Survivor Talk. He's just here as a music fan, he's a big Rolling Stones guy, if I remember correctly, he was in the front row once yeah. for the Stones. Best show ever. Uh, this is David Wright. How you doing, David? Great. Thanks for having me back. This is going to be fun. Yeah, this will be fun. And, we'll, and I'll have you back again after this. Okay. It doesn't yeah, have to be stones. All right. All doesn't right. Have to, we'll just figure out what <laughs> we're going to do. Yeah, all right. I'm, I'm on board. So I've been doing, uh, I did Rolling Stones in the 60s. I did it in the 70s. I did it in the 80s with my my uh, my good friend, Mike Siegel, who's a, one of my rotating co-hosts here. And then when I got into the 90s, he's like, I, I just, he was, I just, that's not my thing. He's like, I can't, man. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like. So literally, I was like, once I th- the last time you were here, and I thought, oh, David would do that. I'm yeah, sure, you know. I mean, I th- I get what he's saying. I mean, like when you just look at sixty eight to seventy two, that mm-hmm. period of time with the Stones is just so rich with just such great yeah. Stones music, and then to like you know compare that to like you know uh, Voodoo Lounge or whatever. Yeah, yeah it's, it's different. But but, but what's fu- what's funny is preparing this episode i i love this stuff i i do too That's i really I mean, love yeah. it i mean look can you are you going to compare this to sticky fingers no you're not no. but i do get just as much of enjoyment out of it i do too i, I really i i love it yeah no i think it's great and uh, i always find like every release that they've done in you know, 90s on there's there's always some nuggets you can pull exactly. out of it. yes true 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 and hopefully those are the ones we pulled out yeah i hope so today God. So, okay, so what's going on? You're writing on a Star Trek animated show. That's right. Star Trek Lower Decks. It's for uh, CBS All Access, but it has not premiered yet. It won't right. premiere until next year. We don't actually have a premiere date yet. Okay. But, yeah, but everything's going exciting. well. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, I love it. It's like, it's so much fun. It's a dream come true to, to work on a Star Trek show. And the, and the showrunner is this guy, Mike McMahon, who was running Rick and Morty. He's brilliantly mm-hmm. funny, and uh, it's it's fantastic. Do you have any idea what the animation style is going to look like? Is it going to be like Rick and Morty animation? Uh, it'll probably look similar to that. We actually mm-hmm. have not yet seen uh, color, but um, but yeah, I think yeah, it'll look in the neighborhood of mm-hmm. that. Have you seen the Star Trek animated series from uh, the seventies when I, the original cast did the voices? I have, yeah. It's no, kind of cool. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, we actually yeah. Uh, we watched a bunch uh, before you know the show started, and uh, no, it's so fun. I used to watch it as a kid, yeah, and I'm yeah. like having flashbacks. Like, wow, I remember the last time I saw this was in the seventies. In the seventies, yeah. right? Yeah, it's crazy. The um. Are, are you are, are you trying to like maybe sneak uh, your voice into any of these episodes? Is oh, that a possibility? No, no. I mean, as a joke, I did that I, with my boss. Like we were looking to cast this one role, and I just threw out this lame uh, voice on per- yeah, as a joke. But uh, no, I'm not actually looking to get in front of a microphone too much. Is um and it's it's a comedy. It is. It is. It's an adult comedy, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. It's the first, uh, as you said, it's the first time Star Trek's done. Uh, return to animation like since the 70s yeah. and it's um yeah it's uh it's it's great we can tell like these adult stories and and jokes and i, I think like people are going to really respond to this it's like got like an upstairs downstairs conceit yeah. um with the bridge crew and the, the lower decks and i i just i cannot wait for it to come out and people get a chance to see it yeah that's it's exciting i and i saw you you and um one of your uh co-writers were at a star trek convention you guys are in full uh 
garb? Yeah, that's uh, actually that was John Cochran. Yeah, we were wearing uh, our Starfleet uniforms, uh, one pip because we were ensigns. And uh, actually, I ran into uh, and John. You you own that costume? I do. I do own that costume. I, it looked. I should have brought it. It looked pretty legit. <laughs> it is legit. Well, it's just a top, and I just wore black pants with yeah. it, so it looks like it's a full uniform. But yeah, it's funny. I, I, we saw Jonathan Frakes in Vegas, and he commented, "He's like." Uh, you could have been any rank you, you like, wanted. You chose Ensign, you know. Did you? But, and then did you pull him aside and go, "We write on the animated Star Trek no, he, show." He knows. He knows. Oh, he does know. <laughs> yeah, he knows. Yeah. How does he know that? Well, I mean, like it was a Star Trek convention, and so like you know, oh, everybody okay. knows what everybody's doing over there. And yeah, he's he's did, sweet guy. Great. Since you're in the behind the scenes Star Trek family now, did you get access that you wouldn't have normally had at that convention? Yeah, I mean, oh my God, like yeah, we got lots of access, and it, it was just trippy, and it's like went all. It went by also you know, fast, but um, yeah, it uh, it was really cool. There was Quark's Bar. There was uh, there's a Picard Museum. Yeah. <laughs> it was really cool. So you're a fan. So you're a fan, but you're also writing on a Star Trek property. So it, how do you juggle that? Like you see Jonathan Frakes. And you don't want to fanboy out because you're a writer. I'm a professional person. I know. So how do you handle that? I just pretend. I just like an out of body experience. You just kind of pretend uh, that you know it's it's not happening or that it's happening to somebody yeah. else. I mean, that's when when I first met Patrick Stewart. It's before I got this gig. Uh, that was like okay. This just calm down. It's it's okay. It's okay. Don't make a fool of yourself. Uh, so I've gotten a little more used to it, but yeah. yeah, it is hard not to just completely fanboy out. Yeah, I feel like I need to sign up. Well, I'll definitely sign up before your show airs, but I really feel like I need to sign up and see this Picard show. Oh, I cannot wait for that. That's going to be, fa- and I don't know anything about I don't it. I know other anything than the about trailer. It. And yeah, but, but I mean, it's pretty. It's, it, it's amazing it that it's even great. happening. And it's like Patrick Stewart is just so wicked talented. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait to He's see. Great. Like, yeah, yeah, it's going to be good. I, I think it, and a lot of the uh, Next Generation cast. Are coming back now. I never even watched the Next Generation. Oh no way! But uh, but I did see. But I went and saw all the movies, so I okay. do know the characters and everything. But yeah, I, I just well, uh, I just never watched the original show. If you ever, I can like not here right now, but whenever you want like ten episodes of TNG to watch, I can recommend like all the right. ten best. <laughs> cool TNG. Uh, that means uh, the Next Generation. Yeah, exactly. That's what they they say on the message boards. Yes, right? yep. in the Star Trek. That's boards. right. All right. Well, this is cool. Uh, I just wanted to give uh, people a little heads up again of what you're doing now and uh, and all that good stuff. So thank you for coming back here. Rolling Stones, it's your favorite band, right? Number one? 100%. Although I'm ashamed to admit that when they were here in LA, this last go round for the No Filter Tour, I did not attend. You went, right? I didn't go because, okay. what, because they canceled. And then when they rescheduled, I was at my nephew's wedding in Brooklyn. Yeah. Oh, bummer. Okay. But the Rose Bowl doesn't interest me. It doesn't me either. It's just too big. I mean, Dodger Stadium's bad enough, yeah. but then the Rose Bowl, Worse. it's just, and getting in and out of there, yeah. even if you lift your Uber, it's a disaster. I agree. I think like, I mean, I saw when I saw him front row, it was at the Staples, and even that's kind of too big, but like. Yeah, but not front row. Front no, row front anywhere row, isn't too matter, big. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I was, I'm really sorry that I missed them, and now I'm like, well, they better tour again. I hope they do. I mean, they're so, they're getting up there, man. I that's know. Like, maybe they'll do a, maybe they'll do a Vegas residency. That would be unbelievable. Yeah. I would love that. I don't think... And then I would go... I would travel. Yeah. I would fly to Vegas to see that. You know, I mean, they could probably work it out. For tax purposes, I know that they can't be in the United States for too long. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. They Because they, they're corporations now, basically. And okay. so they have to, like, spend so much... Time, like, it's for tax I mean, do they have to really worry about... <laughs> How I mean, much, how much I mean, money do you need? How much money do you how need? And money? if you're paying... Yeah. Oh. I think it's it's just like an ego thing there. It's like, yeah. you can't spend it, but you want to say, well, I got this much. You know? Yeah. And the I, tickets for this last tour were crazy expensive. 
that's another thing to keep. I mean, when they were at the Staples Center last time, we went down to try to get tickets like the day of and stuff, and they were just they were just too much. I yeah. just can't. I mean, I can't spend that much. Obviously, inflation being what it is, uh, but my my aunt I think showed me a Stones ticket from the Some Girls tour in '78, and I think the ticket price was something like twenty or twenty five bucks. I know. I have <laughs> I have tickets from uh, when I started going to concerts in '79, '80, and yeah, the tickets were like nine fifty, twelve fifty. Yeah, I mean. That's crazy. The, the, the infl- it, they've, tickets have gone up a thousand percent. Oh yeah, it, it, like literally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, luckily, you know, I don't have to pay for a lot of tickets because I write reviews for this website. But um, but you, you know, I, I don't, to find a contact at the Stones organization is impossible to even. Yeah. You know, so what are you gonna do? No, I know. Next time, I just <laughs> yeah. keep saying I did see them once. I saw them on the Bigger Bang tour at Dodger Stadium. Cool. Um, so if I never get to see them again, I, I have seen them and it was great. But I would like to see them again. Yeah, yeah, and they're great. They're yeah. awesome. Going to go see the Who at the Hollywood Bowl in a couple weeks. That's so cool. Yeah, oh they're, man, they're going to play. I think they're doing. Yeah, they're doing Tommy. I think really with an orchestra. Yeah, that's great. That's going to be what amazing. Doing. Yeah. Um. Didn't like uh, Pete Townsend injure himself recently or something? Or well, they're old, so they probably yeah. stepped off the curb wrong. Or <laughs> yeah, pulled, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Did he? I didn't hear that. Okay, maybe not. Maybe not. I, I don't think not. of an old injury, but yeah. <laughs> well, any injury they have is an old injury. Yeah, you're in at this point. <laughs> All right, here we go. We're gonna jump into '90s and beyond. That's a 29 year period. It's crazy. It's awesome. It's great. Period. Um, you threw in some of the live albums, which was fine. Is that, okay, I didn't know if that was it's cheating. Fine. It's All fine. Right. It's not cheating. It's fine. Yeah. So uh, in that way, I was able to reach back to a Stone song from the '60s. You know. Yeah, you were. Yeah, <laughs> and I was not familiar. This is from the Flashpoint uh, live CD that came out in 1991. Uh, I have one of the studio tracks, but you're going to kick it off with uh, with this live track. Tell us what the live track is. It's called Factory Girl. It's from uh, Beggar's Banquet, which, uh, you know, I, I believe this tour, this is Steel Wheels uh, Urban Jungle Tour, yes. I think it's the only tour where they actually performed this song ever, like wow. before or after. And yeah, and I love this song. And it's great. I think, uh, I don't know if we'll hear it in here, but on the CD when you listen to it, uh, Mick Jagger forgets what album it's off of, and Bill Wyman has to remind him. <laughs> <laughs> and um, when this, uh, in 1991, when this album came out, I was not familiar with all of the 60s albums i knew the hits so for me this was like a brand new song yeah and i loved it oh good so here we go factory girl live from flashpoint Like they should be able to throw a song, a deep, deep, deep album cut like this in every tour. I think they try, but also Mick Jagger, you know, he's wary of going too deep because he feels like people are there just to hear the hits. But oh, by the way, I should also mention this is the first tour I saw. This is what turned me on to the Stones was this tour. We were just listening to This was to a there. big tour. Huge, yeah. They, they were kind of inactive after... They didn't tour with Dirty Work, and Keith and Mick were not getting along. Yeah, World War Three, as Keith yep. Richards describes and it. And then this is where now they seem like they're in sync now. For, well, either for the money or for show, but it, yeah, you know, they've done a lot of stuff. Well, their relationship survived Keith Richards' autobiography, where he talked about Mick Jagger's quote-unquote tiny Dodger. Uh, that was a little bit of a hurdle to get over, but yeah. yeah. 
they're friends again, I guess. And Mick, Mick started to write his book and then, and then gave the money back, said, you know what, I, I, don't, I don't remember some stuff, I can't. Yeah, and I think that was the 80s. Yeah. Before like, anybody was really writing rock so autobiographies. There might not be a Mick autobiography ever. And I think it's just really because he's so politic and like wanting to project not maybe the truth, but what he wants you to think is yes. the truth. And that's going to be a really uninteresting story. It is. Yeah. And uh, I love that he couldn't remember anything, but Keith could. Yeah. Keith could remember almost 600 pages worth of stuff. There's probably about uh, eight heroin years in the 70s that he doesn't remember, <laughs> but there's records. Uh, so this album had uh, two studio tracks. One, I think, is abysmal. It's called Sex Drive. <laughs> but uh, this one they released as a single, and I do like this one. This is High Wire. How do you feel about that song? I love it. Actually, a little history of that song. It was uh, the Stones rarely got political, but that's obviously very outright political, mm-hmm. and that was uh, in response to the Persian Gulf War. Uh, before there was ever an Iraq War, there right. was the Persian Gulf War, and uh, yeah, that has, you can hear the roots of uh, honky tonk women in that with the open G, uh, yeah. you know. But I love that song. There's, also, a, there's only so. Do you play guitar? Because you know this, you you just threw out there an open G. Yeah, and no, I play guitar, and and only because of Keith Richards, because I saw them in at the opening concert in, uh, for the Steel Wars tour in Philadelphia, and I'm like. I want to do this, you know, and then I picked up the guitar and took lessons and yeah, it's cause Keith Richards led me, led me down that path. There you go. Uh, but I was just say, this is the last, that was the last track I believe to feature Bill Wyman on bass. Yeah. The last studio track. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause then, uh, then, then he, he goes and he then quit. they, they, uh, isn't that amazing? Like Bill Wyman retired 29 years ago uh-huh. and he probably thought these, the boys yeah. have about another five years, it's 10 maybe. crazy. He hasn't yeah. been there for 29 years. I think he thought, in fact, I just watched The Quiet One, which is the documentary. I that, haven't seen uh, that yet. Yeah. I need to watch it. Where, where is it? What, where can I watch that? I, I bought it on iTunes, I think. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, so yeah. Um, but um, it's, I'll be honest, it's not a great documentary, uh, but the last 10 minutes, I would say just uh, download it, rent it, whatever, watch the last 10 minutes because okay. it's the best part of the movie. But I, but in the documentary, I believe he talks that he thought that the Steel Wheels tour was going to be their last hurrah. And little no, did he know. Not even close. <laughs> yeah. What is, um, they're touring right now. Yeah, it's nuts. <laughs> uh, 30 years later, there's touring. Yeah. What does Bill Wyman look like now? You know what? He doesn't look bad. I mean, he's actually the oldest stone, yeah. but he doesn't, he doesn't look bad. But a lot of times when, when someone leaves a band and then they're out of the limelight, they just, the looks go because they don't maintain anything because they're not, yeah. I mean, in that Eagles documentary, the guys that left the Eagles look horrible. I know, I know. Although, you know what? We got a David Crosby documentary coming out, right? And he just never looked good, did he? No. <laughs> but, uh, but it's always David Crosby, the hair and the mustache. and, and It's true. He still looks like David Crosby. Do you, uh, do you follow him on Twitter? I don't. Is he great? It's the best. Really? Because sometimes uh, people would just ask him questions and he'll answer it. 
Oh, cool. and he'll just answer it brutally honest. Wow. You know, like, listen, like, I'll just make up a question. Like, he'll, you know, they'll say, like, uh, are you a yes fan? And he'll go, nope, never. Oh, <laughs> you know, just stuff like that. Yeah, like, prog rock, not his thing. No. Yeah. Not, I love yes, by the way. But he, won't, <laughs> but he won't even say not my thing. He'll go, nope, don't get it. Yeah. Don't like it. You just, suck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and this was answer, answering John Anderson's question, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> right to his face. Uh, okay, let's jump into the next thing that comes out. Stones related is in 1992. Keith Richards releases his second solo album, his first solo album. People loved it. Talk, Talk is, is cheap. cheap. Yeah, and uh, I like all three of the Keith solo. I albums. do too. They're I think they're fantastic, yeah, they're and really I think good. some of them hold up better against some of the Stones albums that we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, in this yeah. Period. And this one was uh, produced by Keith and Steve Jordan and Wadi Wachtel. It's called Main Offender. And what's your first track, David? Uh, that will be, um, sorry, that's on my other page here. Sorry for the delay. No, it's okay. No delay. Um, I think we're going to do Running Too Deep. All right. Let's hear it. Sound on these albums. He's great. Yeah, he's great. So good. So funny. Mick Jagger listened to Keith Richards' first uh, studio album, as you said, solo album, uh, "Talk Is Cheap," as you said. And uh, Mick Jagger's comment was, uh, "The drums are mixed too loud." (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, Steve Jordan was a producer on it, so you know, you're gonna gonna put yourself up a little. And now on that song, especially Keith's voice is way down in the mix. Yeah, yeah. But that's not the. That's not how the whole album is, but on that song specifically. Yeah. And that's um, it's a very simple song musically, but to get it to sound that good mm-hmm. is infinitely impossible. <laughs> There's just so much subtlety in his playing. Right. Yeah. Uh, I went with my first track from Main Offender is Wicked As It Seems. Great song. One of the singles, I believe. It's as wicked as it seems. takes them to record a Keith Richards solo album. I wonder if it's a quick turnaround. Well, you know, I know for the last one, the Cross-Eyed Heart, it was over the, the period of years. Right, right, right. Yeah, but I'm, I'm probably, for Talk is Cheap, it was very quick, um, mm-hmm. probably for Man Offender as well, because he, he knew that the Stones were alive again. Oh, I got to squeeze this in. Yeah. But, you know, it's great about that, that entry there, um, Wicked as it seems. So that's 1992. Then two years later, they released uh, Voodoo Lounge with the single Love is Strong. Yeah. And that's the riff that Keith Richards repurposed from Wicked yes. as it seems. It's almost the same song. <laughs> Let's, uh, just because you brought it up. 
Great song. Yeah, it is. They're Such both great. Song. <laughs> All right. Your second song off of Main Offender is... Eileen. Such a good song. Yeah. Yeah, they are. The I mean, expensive winos. Is yeah, Wadi Wachtel. I just saw um, an old clip of uh, Linda Ronstadt, and he was uh, her backing band for one tour at least. And it's like that guy's been around forever. Yeah, yeah. I saw him when I saw James Taylor on tour in '81. He was uh, with James Taylor. He's great. Yeah, fantastic. And by the way, and he's I've seen old. him with Stevie Nicks many times. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, totally. He's like her band leader. And talk like, about you're talking about this. You know, how people when they uh, retire, their, their looks change. That guy's never retired, and I don't think his looks has changed since the '70s at all. Now let's see. If we, and let's see how old that guy is. I'll bet he's. Oh God. He's 72. 72. I did not realize he was that old. 72 years old. He's great. Yeah, just turned 72 in May. Wow. Yeah, and he's still got the hair. He looks yeah, the same. He, does, he, he looks, looks the same. basically the same. Yeah, and he's fit. That's yeah, crazy. He is. <laughs> you keep your hair and that rock star thin yeah. and you'll be fine. <laughs> exactly. Like if Mick Jagger was bald and fat, it would look that bad. That would not work. You know, the, um, who's the lead singer of The Cure? I'm blanking on his name. Uh, I just saw The Cure uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, uh, Robert Smith? Robert Smith, yeah. yeah he looks bad. Right, I think he he I think he slimmed down a little bit okay. since, but he because he still throws the lipstick and the right. makeup on, right? But uh, <laughs> but he sounded amazing. Oh, cool. Yeah, I mean they're great. He sounded exactly the same. Yeah, that's good. Uh, okay, my the last song from Main Offender, the one that I have picked is Nine Nine Nine. Oh, great one. That's, I love the guitar on that. Yeah. It's so mean. <laughs> it is. It's, cr- it's crunchy and yeah. evil and mean. It's going to tell you what's on its mind. <laughs> so while, uh, while Keith's recording this, I guess Mick is recording his 1993 release, Wandering Spirit, and he has uh, Rick Rubin is uh, producing that. Rick Rubin uh, said this, uh, Mick Jagger's the worst person he ever worked with in, in wow. producing. <laughs> Yeah. Why is because he's so such a control freak? I think that's it. Yeah, he didn't like let because what Rick Rubin is so great at is like taking what is great about an artist yeah. and making them do that. Like yeah. he did that with Neil Diamond and so many others. And uh, and I think Mick Jagger is just so resistant to like being yeah. 
you know, reduced to whatever Rick Rubin thinks he is. Yeah, like Rick Rubin told Neil Diamond, he goes, I want you playing the guitar and singing at the same time. Yeah. That's when you are... Neil Diamond. The, the singer-songwriter <laughs> yeah. that you have always been. Yeah. And um, there's a, definitely a different vocal performance that Neil gives when he's playing and singing at the same time. For sure, yeah. And, you know, when you, when you would go to see Neil Diamond when he was still touring, he rarely in the later years played guitar on oh, stage. He would just wear sequins and yeah, like Vegas. <laughs> yeah, very. Uh, this album was talked about, I think on one of, within our first 10 episodes, we did an episode called the greatest albums you've never heard. Cause I think this is so good. Oh, it's solid. Yeah. I love it so much. Yeah. So that's uh, shocking that, that he didn't like working no, with Mick. I think the same day, despite the, uh, the troubles, it's a great album. Yeah. And it did, it went gold and that's pretty good. For, oh, a, for a solo album. I would say also it's Mick Jagger's best solo album. It is Mick Jagger's best solo yeah. album. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, without a doubt. And I, I love it to this day. So what's the um, what's the first song? Uh, we're going to do got? Don't Tear Me Up. Oh, so good. Yeah. It was love in a minute. It was love in a flash. Things are no pleasure. Stab in the back. Me no comfort, I bring me no peace. It's a weight on my shoulder, it's a fatal disease. So don't tear me up. I don't ever wanna see your picture again. And don't poison my blood. The story I always tell about this album is when uh, when this album came out, I was on the road doing stand up comedy, and uh, whenever you when you were at a club for a week, you would usually do morning radio. I was the feature act, so me and the headliner went in, you know, and you did morning radio. And then when you were done, they the DJs they would take you to the prize closet where uh, you could take see free CDs. That's great. And this album hadn't been released yet. Oh, wow. And it was in the prize closet. That's awesome. And I'm like, what? And I pick it up. And it's the official release. It wasn't a promo or oh. anything. And I said, uh, I go, can I, can I take this? Please. And the guy goes, you can take anything. I was like, what? I literally think I had it three weeks before it came <laughs> out. And awesome. I was like, this is so great. Yeah. I actually got to listen to um, uh, Bridges to Babylon uh, before it came out, like a month before it came out, oh, on, so on the good. cassette. Anyway. So um, when stuff like that, I love stuff like that. Yeah, you know why I think this album is so good is that he it's Mick Jagger making a Stones album rather mm -hmm. than Mick Jagger making a Mick Jagger album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah this is, um, and there's uh, tons of guest stars on this album all over the place. We got Flea, Jim Keltner, Lenny Kravitz, Brendan O'Brien, Billy Preston, Ben uh, Montench, just yeah. tons of people. Fantastic. Uh, I think this is the first, I think this, is this how the album opens? What's the first track? Is that, I'm going to play that one? Yeah. This is the one that kicks off the album. This is Wired All Night. Nice. You go squeezing your dress and go and strap on your boots. I'm going to sharpen my nails. I'm primp up real cute. I'm going to smoke up a storm with stuff to end the night. I'm getting ready to burn. I'm getting ready to fly. I said, hey, are you shooting to kill? Hey, would I tell a lie? You'd be slamming tequilas, popping high. Cause I get juiced in the stuff. When 
14 songs and Mick wrote eight of them by himself. It's awesome, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's pretty amazing. It's great. And that's a great song, too. Uh, I wish he still did that. <laughs> I know. I wonder, I wonder what the next thing is going to be for the Stones. Is it, are they going to do another... They are a studio new, album. Yeah, they are. They've actually of originals. Re- yeah, they've recorded a lot of it. I um, bet it'll have like eighteen songs on it. It's going to be one of those deals I hope so. where they're like, we haven't done one in a long time. Yeah, so. and I just hope that like they tour behind it, so I can uh, you know make up for the mistake I made of missing <laughs> them for the no filter. Yeah, and I feel like I'll have to go next time because it, it, that's to, it. Yeah. That's going to be it. It's going to. It's got to be. It's got to be it. <laughs> I mean, uh, we've been saying that for 30, 40 I know, years, but, but it's got to be. It's really got to be. <laughs> What is your next, uh, what's your next track? Uh, this is not very Stonesy. This is Sweet Thing. Yeah, this is definitely more Mick. Yeah. I think if, if Mick Solo had been met with the success that the Stones have as a group, that he would have just stayed solo? I'm not sure if that's true for when this album came out, but certainly for She's the Boss, which came out in the 80s, yeah. he like intentionally saved his best songs for his solo album, and then what we got instead for the Stones was Undercover, which has a couple of fine tracks on it, but you know he was looking to have... A solo career like all the, all the other eighties guys like Phil right, Collins right, right. Yeah. and Madonna and all and he wanted that because ego right yeah yeah and he tried to prove that he could be something without the Stones and he wasn't no <laughs> I, I but I do and and that's the uh, what was I gonna say that second album what's the second one called the Primitive se- Cool yeah that album covers horrible it is yeah it's like Mick Jagger with like Spock ears <laughs> yeah it's like it's Yoda but with Mick's face yeah. it's terrible it's awful and it's also got this track called Let's Work and you should watch the music video oh my God, for the that the video is riot it's, he's just running down the street but he's clearly on, in front of a blue screen yes oh and there's my people God. running with him they're yeah, all just kids. running yeah it's so dumb uh, and how, <laughs> how, how good does he look on Wandering Spirit? Annie Leibovitz takes the photo. He doesn't yeah. have a shirt on. Exactly. Just, it's just Mick. Yeah, just be you. <laughs> All right. This is, uh, I think this is our last one from Wandering Spirit. This is Put Me in the Trash. Right. Not much touring when they do a solo album, though. There's not much solo touring, right? Did Mick ever he, do some solo gigs? Well, he toured off of She's the Boss or Primitive Cool. I can't remember which. Probably probably She's the She's Boss. She's the Boss, yeah. But um, uh, for that one, I know there was like some kind of satellite uh, concert event mm-hmm. or something. But yeah, not not so much uh, these days. And I, by the way, I, I'm, 
I wish Keith Richards had toured off Cross-Eyed Heart. He yeah, toured I off thought his he was other going two. to. Yeah, and uh, that's, that was a bummer. Yeah, I agree. That was a yeah. bummer. I'd have uh, lined up for that. Now, moving on. So we had Keith in. We had, we had Flashpoint in 91, then Main Offender in 92, then Mick in 93, and then Here Come the Stones in 94. And I have to say, this is one of my favorite Stones albums. It's great. It is great. Voodoo Lounge is a great album. It, yeah. It's I say that all the People are sick of hearing it on this show because oh, I really? always tout the album Voodoo Lounge. I love it, love yeah. it, love it. I mean, I think what it is is it's a stadium tour album. Like they it made is. the album yeah. to like tour with it. And yep. it really, and it's, there's so many great rockers on it. And uh, they stay a four piece, but Daryl Jones assumes the bass guitar position, which he has had since then. Yeah. And 25 he's, years he's he, been with the Stones. And he's fantastic. And I'm sure he's paid very well. I don't know if he is. <laughs> he's got to be. But I mean, he, okay, well, even if he's not, yeah, he makes his living being playing with the stones. Oh, I mean, yeah, you're going to take the gig. Um, but, you know, like Ron If would. he really felt that he wasn't paid adequately, though, he would leave, wouldn't he? Maybe, but like, so Ron Wood became a stone in the 70s, yeah. right? Like starting around like 75. 75, 76, yeah. And he didn't become paid as a full-fledged stone until I think the Steel Wheels tour. Wow. 89. Well, so, so Daryl was like, well, Ronnie stuck around that long yeah. without being a full-fledged... <laughs> do um. All right, let's go. What's your first song? Uh, so I'll do the worst. Oh yeah, because I already played "Love Is Strong." Yeah, exactly. Okay, and this is a this is Keith Richards' own vocal. Yep. Cheryl Crow just released was, a new album, "Threads." That's right. And she does a duet of this on that's there. That's right. I bought that album. I haven't listened to it yet. Me neither. Here's the worst. Well, I said from the first, I, I, I'm the worst kind of guy. Yeah, that's a great tune. So good. So simple. Acoustic and Keith. You can't go wrong. It's a really good uh, Keith Richards vocal. Yeah, If there's such is. a thing, that's I, it. There is. <laughs> and that's it. That's a perfect example yeah. of when he's really nailing it. Uh, my first song is You Got Me Rockin', which oh, I great. think they still play they sometimes. Do. I was a butcher. really pops some peas and stuff in this uh on this album yeah just let it fly at this point they're basically they always work with don was now it seems as producer the glimmer twins yeah i got don was i got to meet him uh don was um at a stones event and i waited in line to get him to sign my poster and i asked him a question and i weirdly like stumped him i'm like all right i I, now i feel like a dick (laughs) (laughs) what is the uh what's the stones event what do you mean at a stones event it was when uh it was for a re-release um 
Uh, actually, I can't remember if it was for a re-release, but he was he was at the Grammy Museum downtown okay. LA, and he was talking about the Stones, and, and it was just a fantastic interview. And afterwards, yeah, you'd sign your your poster, and I okay. I asked him, um, hey, there's this uh, song that you didn't include on the re-release. I think it was from the, um, uh, God, was it Beggar's Banquet or Exile? Maybe Main Street, yeah, probably. Exile. Yeah, and they, there was a song they didn't include, and I'm like, I wonder if you stumbled across it because he was the one that had to dig through all yeah. the archives. And it's a song called Blood Red Wine, which they never released. I always thought. It's not a fully formed song, but I always thought there's something there, and I wish yeah. they had like revisited it. And he had he had no idea what I was talking about. Watch, it'll be on the new album. <laughs> maybe, maybe, yeah. <laughs> uh, I stole your song and played it early, so I'll play my my other one from Voodoo Lounge. This is uh this is out of tears. I can't feel feel a thing. I can't shout. I can't scream. Breathe it out, breathe it in, all this love from within. so many tunes on here that I love. Like I love uh, Sweethearts Together and oh, Bl- yeah. Blinded by Rambos. Moon is Up. Yeah. New Faces. I just, yeah, this this gets a ton of play from me. It's, Sparks Will Fly. Yeah, great. Yeah. And some of these, I know there were like um, leftovers from like Keith Solo and Mick mm-hmm. Solo that they just didn't like do anything with. I'm like, well, they well, made this as a Stones song. Tat- it sounds great. Tattoo You proved that a leftovers Stones album is a great album. Well, it, it also proves that it gets you into legal trouble because Mick Taylor sued them and, you know. Oh, yeah. oh I see, because uh, they were using songs from... Well, yeah, they're like, like he's like listening to Tattoo You and he's like, that's me on guitar and I didn't show up for these sessions. Oh, I get it. Well, yeah. pay the man. Yeah, pay the man. I wonder if when they do whatever is their final show, if Bill and if everyone, if the other stones that are live, are they all coming out? Are they all going to perform? I don't think so because I don't think they'll ever decide that it's their last show. Gotcha. I think Keith Richards or one of them will just die, you know, and then that'll be the end. Do you, I think that's kind of how it should be. Who dies? That, they, okay, now if Mick dies, it's the end. But does... If Keith dies, it's, is it it's the, end? the end. It's the end. Now we're talking about Mick Jagger here. I know. Well, he'll just. I well, mean, I don't think. Well, actually, if Keith dies, I don't think Charlie would do it anymore. I think you're right about that. But but I think Ronnie still would. Oh, Ronnie, because Ronnie'd be like, "Well, I know his licks. Yeah, I, I can do it. I'll do it. I, yeah, I know. I know. G. I'm good. I'm fine. <laughs> but um, but what if Charlie dies? Yeah, God. If Charlie dies, do Mick and Keith still do it? I mean, Keith's always talked about how that would be the end. But I mean. I, I don't know. I'd be I'd be curious to see what would. I, mean, I don't want it to happen, but no, yeah, no, I, I don't wonder. want it to happen either. I wonder. But and then and if Ronnie dies, they they keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, I mean Ronnie's the third replacement, right? right. Yeah, so sure, I'll get a fourth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we've always done it with a different uh, second guitarist. Yeah, so we're good. Yeah. Um, all right, we're moving on to wait. wait I want to make sure I'm going to check both lists. Oh no, we're going to jump into. You brought a song from because now they they release an official live album f- after almost every tour. They do. I know they yeah. do. 
Some some people say they shouldn't. <laughs> I know. Even after the uh, even after the forty licks greatest hits, yeah. they had a forty whatever it was called live. Forty licks live or forty yeah. live licks or yeah, something. Something yeah. like that. But you brought a song from Stripped, which is a pretty great album. I like Stripped. Oh, oh sorry, Wild Horses. <laughs> <laughs> and this is live in the studio. Graceless And that's how his voice sounded in nineteen ninety five. Yeah, not bad. No. Nope. And that's Keith right there on guitar. He's so good. You know? I can't let you. And that's Ronnie. <laughs> yep. Slide through my hand. I mean, touring is keeping Keith alive. Yeah, he loves it. This Chuck Lavelle on piano. Yeah, a guy like Chuck, there's so many guys that you could call them the sixth stone. Oh, yeah. At yeah. one point or another. Nicky Hopkins before him. Yep. Was it Bobby Keys? Bobby Keys on sax. On sax. Mick Jagger kicked him out as a sixth stone or whatever uh, because... Um, oh, were, yeah, as an official sixth stone. Yeah, yeah, because they were, well, they were on tour for Behind Exile and uh, they had to get out of, out of town to go to another uh, show. They were in Paris. They had to go somewhere else. And Mick Jagger walked in on, on Bobby in like the bathtub with like two girls, and he, he didn't get on the plane. He's like, you're out of the band. And then Keith Richards, uh, later on, years later, wanted to have Bobby Keys on the Tattoo U tour, still live or whatever, Tattoo U. And, uh, and he's, he's like, you know what, for rehearsal, Bobby, why don't you just show up and see what happens? And so Bobby <laughs> showed up. And, uh, and and Mick Jagger didn't say anything, and so he got to come on that tour. <laughs> so wait, you just show up and start playing, and Mick's like, all right. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, 1997 brings us Bridges of Babylon. I'm going to let you start it out, but hold on one second. I want to look, uh, look at some stats on Bridges of Babylon. Now, I didn't warm up to Bridges of Babylon immediately. There's some filler uh, tracks on that. Yeah, it, um, but now I... I I don't love it, but I like it way more than I did when it came out because I loved Voodoo Lounge so much that I thought, well, here we go. Yeah. There's more of that greatness. And it's the songs I the songs that I love, I love. And then there's, like you said, some filler tracks. Yeah, and this was a bit of an experiment where Mick Jagger had several producers mm-hmm. and produced different tracks off the album. So yeah. there's not a ton of like cohesive, yeah. you know. I don't like multiple producers. I don't on. either. You know, it's it, not it, my thing. Yeah, I agree. Too many cooks in the kitchen, right? Right. I do like the story about uh, anybody seen my baby. Katie when, Lang. Yep, they pointed out to the guys, hey, this sounds like constant craving. And then they just gave her and Ben Mink credit. Well, just to avoid the legal issues. <laughs> yeah. But um, they could have, I mean, they could have gone to court and stuff. But yeah. it was cool that they're just like, all right. You think they heard someone played it and they're like, yeah, it does. All yeah. Right. We'll never win this. No, no, for <laughs> sure. I mean, it's the same song. Yeah. So what do you uh, what do you want to start us off with? Saint of Me, which I think is a completely Mick Jagger written track, despite the Jagger Richards credit. Be straight, be uh, I can't even form words. This is a great <laughs> song. Saint Paul the persecutor was a cruel and sinful man. Jesus hit him with a blinding light, and then his life began. I said a yes. I said a yes. Yeah, the Dust Brothers produced That's this. That's right. Augusta new temptation He loved women wine and song And all the special pleasures Of doing something wrong I said a yes I said a yes 
Additional musicians on this album include Wadi Wachtel, Billy Preston, Ben Montench, Biz Markey, uh, Jim Keltner, Kenny Aronoff. So yeah. a lot of people coming in the studio and messing around. Yeah, and it's Keith bringing his guys and Mick bringing his guys. Yep. And, then, yeah, and then it's a Stones record. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, this song kicks off the album, and uh, I remember when I put the CD in and this started, I was I was very hopeful because I love this uh, flip the switch. Mm. A scrub of fish and a heap of bones a One deep sigh and a desperate moan Three black eyes and a busted nose I said, on ronnie would sometimes get a writing credit on a song or two do you think he ever like brings a song to the band or do you think he knows his place you know it's funny i think he brought a song to the band for um uh, undercover which is again the period where mick jagger was like withholding all this material so i think it's like <laughs> oh there's a space now for your song yeah because <laughs> i got a solo record i want to put out and also um dirty work the album that followed that in 86 there's a lot of i think uh ronnie wood influenced songs whether he gets mm-hmm. a writing credit or not i'm right. not sure but dirty works rough it's basically and you know what's crazy about it it's basically just a ronnie wood keith richards album and you would think you'd get mm-hmm. something great out of that but it, yeah. you somehow don't <laughs> i know there's a handful you know one hit to the body i think i love loves. that song that's a great song uh, and that video is great when they're just kind of shoving yeah, each other it was it makes hair is really long it is yeah it just yep. he looked badass it looks, yeah <laughs> And, you know, it's just great. Yeah. That song's great. But that's that's the 80s, people. We're still in the 90s. So um, your next song is? That would be Thief in the Night. This is a Keith Richards track, and I think this is another great Keith Richards vocal. Let's listen. Like a thief in the night. Also, Dust Brothers. Yeah, they're burying his voice, though, a little too much for me. Yeah. I know where your place is. I love Keith Richards. <laughs> yeah. Keith is great. Uh, what's my last song from Bridges of Babylon? I'm going to go with Out of Control. Great song. Yeah. I'm standing by the bridges where the dark water flows. I was talking to a stranger about times long ago. I was young. I was foolish, I was angry, I was funny, I was charming, I was lucky. Tell me how, how I charm.
I think they toured a lot for Bridges of Babylon. Yeah. 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 And that song they bring back in other tours too. Uh, it's a great live track. Moving on. So uh, the Stones, I guess, are active for about two or three years, which brings us to 2001 and Mick's next solo album, which is Goddess in the Doorway. This album did not do well at all, it, if I remember. Despite having like uh, lots of great guests. So you got Bono on there. And, yeah. You know. And I, and I like the album. I, I, I was shocked that it did not do well. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's just, the sons are just not relevant, right? Mm-hmm. They have nothing to say. I don't think anymore, but yeah. I still show up. <laughs> yeah. I still show up too. <laughs> well, you know, some people don't even want a new stones album. I know. I know. They don't want new music from the old people. Yeah, that's right. Ever. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't get it either, but um and I don't know I don't I don't know how the artist live can bring the crowd a new song without them going to the bathroom or being bored. Like there has to be something they could do, you know. Yeah. Well, I you know, I've been to 10 Stone shows and I'll say that every time it's Keith Richards turn at the mic for the two songs he does each night, you just you know, always see the people going to the bathroom. I just feel bad. He can clearly see that he happening. Can definitely see it happen. <laughs> Maybe he's used to it. That's his normal. Yeah. Uh, you only brought one song from this album, so I was I, I will start and then Great. you and then me. So I brought the song uh, with Bono. It's a song called Joy. When I drove across the desert, I was in my four-wheel drive. I was looking for the Buddha, and I saw Jesus Christ. on Wikipedia that Keith Richards regularly referred to this album as dog shit in the doorway. Yeah. Uh, Rolling Stone gave it five stars. Wow. But you know, the Rolling Stone gives all the Stone stuff. Like I know. (laughs) And Bruce always gets five. I mean, the magazine's named after them. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Uh, It sold 80,000 copies in the UK and it sold 317,000 in the US. That doesn't sound bad to me. No, not bad, but uh, I don't think anybody's going to be talking about it 100 years from now. <laughs> no, no, and it's uh, definitely not as good as Wandering Spirit, no. but, but I, do like, uh, I do like a lot of the tracks. No, me too. So, David, what song did you bring off so, the album? I love this. This is God Gave Me Everything, and it's uh, Lenny Kravitz on guitar and vocals. Cool. Co-written, too, by Lenny. Yeah. Yeah, hold it right there in the palm of your hand. Feel it as you're every day. I hear what I've got to say. Yeah. 
Are you a Lenny Kravitz fan? Uh, I mean, what little I'm aware of. You know, I mm. love Let Love Rule. Yeah. Um, I love uh, I Want to Get Away, whatever, the, whatever yeah, yeah. The, that song is. Fly Away. Fly Away, thank yeah. you, God. Uh, so I don't know a ton of his catalog, mm-hmm. but what I've what I have heard, I like. Yeah, he's a. I, I like him a lot. I've seen him twice in concert. He opened for the uh, for Aerosmith, and he just came out and barreled through twelve hits. Yeah, and it was like, yeah, everyone's like, oh, I know all these songs. God. And then I I just saw him last year at the uh, Palladium. Oh, nice. And, okay, uh, he was great. Yeah, oh, he's he's fantastic. Yeah, the shirts open immediately. Of because course, of the genetics that he was born with. <laughs> Uh, okay, my uh, last song or my next song and the last song from Goddess in the Doorway is Don't Call Me Up. Friends pick you up in conversation mm-hmm. Just to see how I react I get these internal lacerations That jack me up and lay me out flat but I can't throw my life away I can't give the game away You just wandered off the stage I remember when this album came out, it was still at the time where there would be an advertisement on TV for an album. Yeah. And this was the song that they used in the ad. Oh, interesting. And I was like, oh, all right, that sounds good. You know what I love is he's got a song called Don't Call Me Up, and he's got a song called Don't Tear Me Up. Yeah, you're right. I never thought of that. Let's see who's on this album before we leave it. Kenny Aronoff, Jim Keltner, Kyle Cook and Rob Thomas from Matchbox 20 are on here. Uh, some Jaggers are on here, Elizabeth and Georgia May doing some oh. background vocals, Wyclef John, Joe Perry, Lenny Kravitz, uh, Pete Townsend. Crazy. So, yeah, tons of people on this. Yeah, there's actually, um, I think, a documentary. Is it Being Mick? Yeah, it's Which good. is the documentary he's making when he was making this album, I think. Yeah, I, I, think, I like that documentary yeah. a lot. Yeah, and I think it shows I own Pete it, Townsend. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, I think it shows Pete Townsend like yeah, playing guitar does. on a track. Yeah. Um, the, my favorite part in that documentary <laughs> is he goes into like his little workout room and does stretching every morning. And the guy says, do do you do this every morning? He goes, I have to. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, he he does. He's Mick Jagger. My favorite (laughs) moment in that is, uh, he was shooting it while, uh, Elton John and Keith Richards were having a feud where Elton John referred to Keith Richards as an arthritic, arthritic monkey. (laughs) And Elton John, or Keith Richards said that Elton John was just a guy that sang songs about dead blondes. (laughs) And, uh, so that, yeah, Mick Jagger shows up and he meets Kate Winslet at Elton John's party. And she's like, uh, Oh no, aren't you and Elton like having things? Oh no, no, that's Keith. That's Keith. No, no, that's not me. (laughs) And also too, uh, he's uh, Mick Jagger's talking to Elton John and he's like, uh, um, and we just caught, he's with his daughter. He's like, we just caught uh, Madonna. She was fantastic. And he's like, Elton's like, oh, you thought? I, I, I didn't really care for it. It's like, no, it was, yeah, you're right. It was terrible. <laughs> like immediately like. Immediately flips the switch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Now, the next four songs are going to be for me because you don't have these songs. Oh, okay. These are the four new studio tracks that were recorded for 40 Licks. Oh, right. I can't believe that. Yeah, you're right. Okay. And uh, I love all these songs. I remember, well, God, you're going to have to show me because it's been a while. We'll That's see what the, you think. Yeah, you yeah. Give your honest opinion. I will. will you I be will. honest. I will be honest. Yeah. Uh, and a friend of the show, and my friend David Wild, he wrote the uh, he wrote the liner notes for Forty Licks, and the first one studio track is called "Don't Stop." Oh, you 
that song sound familiar to you at all? It does. In fact, my, my biggest memory about that song is it makes me think of Start Me Up just because like, don't stop and wait, start me up. Uh, but also the video they did, which I don't think they were in, and it's a really crappy video. Oh, really? Yeah, and I always like get a little sad, and I, I've submitted some examples that, that, uh, that you know, do this, but like when they release like a Greatest Hits or, or a live album, yeah. and they just add a couple new tracks, and mm-hmm. I was always as a Stones fan like, just go back in the studio and record 10 tracks. Come yeah. on, you can do that. Just go do it. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah, and this one had four on it. So. Yeah, oh, that, yeah, they're almost, you're halfway there almost. I know. Uh, this next one, is, and do, you, do you like Don't Stop? I actually do. It's All a right. good song. This next one is called Keys to Your Love. No matter where I go, babe, no matter what I do, I spend my whole life on it, just thinking of you. Yeah, it don't seem to matter who's right and who's wrong. I want to tell you how I feel now. The words of the song. Oh, now, baby, put a spell on you. There ain't nothing that you gon' do. I got the keys to your love. I got the secret of your heart. No matter where you go, babe, when I too far, I got the keys to your love. I got the secret of your heart. All right, honest opinion. What do you think of that? I like that. That is so clearly a Mick Jagger song. You know, he, right. I don't think Keith had much to do with that one, but still, it's good. Yeah, I, I, I got to be honest. I love all four of these, but yeah. uh, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for your opinion. So this is good. <laughs> okay, next one is Stealing My Heart. Well, luck is expensive and freedom comes cheap. When love's on the menu, I don't drink so deep. Think of that one. I like that. Is that Keith Richards and backing vocal? Is that Bernard Fowler or maybe somebody else? I was uh, trying to pick out that voice. Boy, the 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 uh, the list of people in this is all. I, I'm not even going to be able to. Yeah, find no, it. it's all good. But uh, all right, now you love Keith Richards. I do. This is actually my favorite Keith Richards Stone song that he sings ever, ever. More than happy. Yes. Wow. This is. Uh, I don't know what it is about this song. This really gets to me. Uh, this, 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 this actually closes out side two of, of a 40 track. <laughs> so they bury it deep. Yeah. Uh, also what's weird is on this, uh, all the new songs were on disc two, but not in order. They were, uh, they were mixed in. Like sometimes they'll just boom, put them at the end yeah. or maybe put them at the beginning of disc one, but they're all over the place. But this one, this is called losing my touch. Oh, and, uh, I love this so much. Funny how things happen Just as we think we got it all straight Everything seems to be moving forward But instead we just sit around and wait 
Seems things are in a lockdown Nervous looks all around Everyone is speaking in whispers No one wants to make a sound I'm losing my touch Losing my touch Now, I, I set it up by saying that's my favorite Keith Richards. So so now I feel like I've put you against the wall if you don't like it. But do you like it or don't you <laughs> no, like I it? No, I do like it. You know what I think that's a great example of is like Keith Richards is at his best when he's like showing a real vulnerability. Yeah, yeah. Which he does a lot of his solo work, but that, especially that one. It feels like it puts you in a room like Tuesday night in a smoky bar mm-hmm. or something, you know. It's, and yet his voice sounds as if they said, could you not smoke or drink for maybe two days <laughs> yeah. and then we'll record it? Because the voice is very smooth on this. Yeah, it is. It's great. Um, I like that. Sometimes that song makes me cry, so I'm glad I held it together. No, that's a great song, actually. Yeah. Um, I remember that one. You know, I, the thing I, I'm remembering now about that release, not that song, but that, that CD, is that they took classic songs, Stone songs, and trimmed them to fit onto the two they CDs. They did. There's a lot of single edits. Which I hate. I, I hate, hate it, too. That. Don't touch it. Yeah. Just don't put it on there if you can't fit it. <laughs> I don't like a single edit, unless it's no. Inagata DeVita. Okay. And I'll take the single edit. Yeah. But yeah, I don't. I, I want to hear it the way it's supposed to yeah, be. Yeah, exactly. Uh, now, again, I know I just paid, played four songs in a row, but another thing that um, that we have to touch on is Mick Jagger in 2004. Can I, I think you're in the Alfie soundtrack? Yes, yeah. <laughs> the Alfie soundtrack, and he worked with uh, Dave Stewart. Yeah. And uh, so I got two songs from that, and these are pretty good songs. Cool. This is uh, Old Habits Die Hard. Good song. I thought I shook myself free you see, I bounce back quicker than most But I'm half delirious, it's too mysterious You walk through my walls like a ghost And I take every day at a time I'm proud as a lion in his lair Now there's no denying it, no decrying it You're all tangled up in my hair I like that track. Yeah, that's a great track. Yeah. I actually almost put that on the list, and I thought, am I just uh, overwhelming you with all my... No, no, so I not actually at all. Left not it not off, it's, o- great... it's overwhelming. It's 29 years yeah. of overwhelming. Yeah. Uh, and the next one is Blind Leading the Blind. When the chips are down and you're blinded on your feet You're standing up and walking But you know you're out dead meat The sky is busting And it's near the break of day When you're running low on shine when you're running out of place The leaves are cracking Weather on the tree I beg you darling Won't you say a prayer for me I need your benediction Cause I have a sore to need And I can't sit down much lower Cause I'm on my knees Like the blind 
I like that song too. Yeah, that's good. I never saw that version of Alfie. Me neither. Yeah, Jude Law, right? Yeah, it seems like he would have been perfect fit for that movie. Yeah, I actually never saw the Michael Caine one either. I never did either. <laughs> actually, I don't even know what Alfie is. I don't know anything about it. No, I'm kidding. Oh, yeah. Um, all right, we're going to a bigger bang. And uh, for some reason, I only picked... Uh, oh, I think I picked, uh, I picked the exact two of the songs, the, the exact two songs you did. So then I just scaled back to one. Oh, okay. But, um, a bigger bang. Uh, I like it a lot. Yeah, I think it's it's the last. I mean, it literally is the last, last Stones album, but yeah. it's the last great one. It's if they yeah. if they did die now, it's not a bad last. No, it's not know. a bad last yeah. album. Even though they did, there are more songs coming. But yeah. uh, this is two thousand five, yeah. and what a song! When I heard this on the radio the first time, like they're like, "Oh, we got new Stones in," and this is a song David picked, but I picked it too. Uh, uh, Rough Justice. Yeah, I mean. could pull that line off. Yeah. It's rough justice, oh yeah. You're going to have to trust me. It's rough justice, but you know I'll never bring your heart. So put your lips to my heavens, baby. So good. Yeah, and that's, a, that's a, I think, a Keith Richards song. I mean, obviously Mick Jagger wrote the lyrics, but yeah. it started musically as a Keith Richards track. Other than the, um, other than the album cover is not good. Uh, yeah, it's not great. No, I mean it's trying to be a big, a big bang, a big bang, but with the stones inside it. Yeah, yeah. not great. I didn't like the Bridges of Babylon. We haven't no, talked about album that's covers. That's a really bad album cover. But Voodoo Lounge, I think that's a cool cover. Yeah, that's cool. I think that's a, a, a at the time was a fairly uh, famous artist. I, I can't remember. Who Probably, designed I'm sure it. you're probably right. I bet you're right. Uh, my song is Streets of Love. Great song. Yeah, awful bright. You're awful smart I must admit You broke my heart The awful truth Is really sad I must admit I was awful bad While lovers laugh And music plays I stumble by and I hide my pain mm, The lamps are lit The moon is gone I think I cross The This, this is a type of uh, Mick vocal performance that really gets me where it starts off soft yeah. and it's, it's singing about, you know, some heartbreak stuff and then it just builds to I mean, full band. The Stones are great at writing songs about loneliness, I think. Yeah. Um, and there's something about, that is so vintage Stones about that. Hey, yeah, yeah. Hey, I, I love that. that. That's what yeah. grabs me in that song. And uh, you got one more off Bigger Bang? Uh, yeah, we're going to do Oh No, Not You again. Now this has a swear word in it. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> not that word again. Here we go. Here stand before me. Oh no, not you again. 
Mike and I have to say, Mick Jagger, 76. Amazing. Amazing. 76 years old. Yeah. Had that heart procedure and then like what, two months later, back on the road? Oh, crazy. Yeah, which is why you didn't get to go though. So. Right, right. <laughs> but, right. You know, I don't even remember, but uh, when they were announcing the Bigger, the Bigger Bang tour, they always like, like to do fancy like announcements. Mm-hmm. And for that one, they performed at the school of uh, Juilliard or Juilliard oh, School nice. of Music. And, uh, and yeah, I remember they did that track plus Start Me Up plus I forget what else, but anyway. They played at the Wiltern during the Bigger Bang tour. Yeah. They did, like, they, they would come and play, like, Dodger Stadium and then the Forum and then a small place. Right, exactly. Yeah, they did, they did Arena Stadium and then yeah. Small Club. How great would that have been to be at the... I tried to get tickets. It was just too expensive. Yeah, I couldn't even get Forum tickets. Yeah. I was, like, really wanted to go to that one. But, yeah. Yeah. I know. What are you going to do? <laughs> Um, okay, what's next? That was 2005. What else? What's the next thing? Okay, moving on to David's list because you dipped into when they re-released Exile on Main Street and they had uh, they had a whole disc yeah. of stuff that not necessarily was left off the album, but they like added parts to it and, yeah. and re-recorded some vocals. And they some did, stuff. which so that, that's the only reason why I felt like I was okay to submit. Those, no, no, it was it, good. Yeah. I, I kind of, for, I own them, but I forgot about them. Yeah. And you know, even when they came out, cause they did one for that album and for some girls, I never, and I love some girls like my, my, one of my favorites yeah. made my top. I, um, I never really delved into that bonus disc enough. Like I didn't give it enough time. Yeah. And frankly, there's a lot of stuff not on that bonus disc, which I, I think should be. Um, and, and again, this, the, the, when I had that conversation with Don was, I remember it was off this exile, uh, re-release, but, but on the, some girls as well in Paris, they recorded so many, so much material. They yeah, just yeah. never saw the light of day. See, you are really, you are really a nerd. I, 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 I just love them. That's so good. Much. That's good. But you know, you know a lot more about the Stones than I know, and I like that. Oh yeah. Well, that's I, mean, I don't know. Here. Yeah. I, I meant nerd. You know, nerd's not a bad thing anymore. Oh no, exactly. Nerd's a I good just, thing. Exactly. We can wear it on our sleeves. That's proudly. right. Yeah. Thank God. So uh, the first song you took from the Exile on Main Street Rarities Edition is "Plunder." Plundered my soul. Plundered my soul. Here we go. That's definitely a, because that's not how he sang on the Exiles album. That's definitely a, that's a new vocal Oh, that's a new vocal for sure. For and sure. I, I don't know who is on the background vocal, but there's somebody aping a 1972 Keith Richards. Uh, okay. uh, I don't know who it is, but I can hear, that's what I, yeah. I love about that. It reminds me of, it, it sounds like it should kind of be on Exile, but yeah, there's, there's some 2010 uh, editions. <laughs> and the next one you got is... Following, following the river, which before you play it, sure. uh, I know Don was when he was recording this song with them. Thought for sure this was Mick Jagger uh, writing about because the lyrics I think he wrote in 2010 mm-hmm. with music from from six or sorry 71 when they recorded it, and uh, he thought that this was Mick Jagger writing a song about how the Stones were. This is it. They're breaking up. Yeah, they're, they're done. I think some of these songs would have would have had more life if they were on a brand new Stones album instead of tacked on to yeah. a special edition of Exile on Main I, Street. I agree there. And by the way, this is also a really great Nicky Hopkins uh, piano track, which is awesome. All right, following the river. It's hard to break it gently, but I really thought. 
I love that piano. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Do you have uh do you have any of these like do you still buy like physical stuff or do you download everything? How's it how's it work with you? Uh I mean the last thing I bought was Blue and Lonesome one C D. Okay. Um Do you so. have any of these from the Vault series that they've been releasing? Like there's tons of them. No. Oh, no, no, sorry. Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of those shows, uh, you know, some of those feel like a bit of a cash grab, mm-hmm. and I'm not like... Yeah. And they're releasing a bunch of, like, concert films from, like, shows yeah. I don't care about, you know, but uh, some of that stuff I own, yeah. Because, uh, yeah, uh, Bridges of Bremen just came out, yeah. and there's a new one coming, and Voodoo Lounge Uncut, and yeah. San Jose 99. And the best thing about this is there's a, the company that releases these. It's called Eagle Vision, uh-huh. and the woman who does... Um, uh, press for them, I have a really good relationship with, so I get every one of these for free. Oh, wow. And I write a review, awesome. I write a review for it. Oh, wow. I, okay. But it saved me so much money because I would be buying these. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, there is some good stuff in there. Some of it I'm like, oh, I don't know. But my, the best of the, one of the best of the lots for, uh, for me is which one is it that I really like? Is it this one? Yes, some girls live in Texas, seventy-eight. Oh, before you play this, let me just say. Well, I don't. Have, I'm not playing anything oh, from okay, okay. seventy-eight. I'm just. Yeah, I, I just. I'm taking a a U-turn, a turn here. A yeah, turn. I I have that concert on on Blu-ray, and that is just. I cannot believe how great that show That's is. That's really great. That, I I think that might be them at their concert peak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, like uh, when the whip comes down off mm-hmm. that uh, that that concert is incredible. Like like the the interplay between Keith and Ronnie Wood is just great. And then another one that was uh, it was digital download only, exclusive to Google Music. So uh, I don't have a physical copy of it. I'll have to maybe I'll send you the files for this one. Uh, Maybe you have it. Brussels Affair Live, nineteen seventy-three. That's great. Yeah, it's really okay, you do fast. It, that one too. Yeah, 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 that's fantastic. Yeah, some of the, some of those are yeah, some oh, of those releases good, are great. Right? Yeah. yeah. All right, let's move on. Where are we? Where are we? We just did uh, following. Okay, so now we move. Okay, let's. Uh, okay, now we're gonna do the Some Girls with the bonus tracks. Yeah, and you have one from that. Yeah, uh, no spare parts. Which um, so if you you can like find on YouTube or whatever the original bootleg version of this song. So lyrically, I think it's pretty much the same. But these vocals clearly were also recorded uh, in 2010 or so, 11, I think. Um, but it's great. Yeah, no no spare parts. His daddy drank himself half to death when he was 39 years old. But I hope you don't think I feel like a father to you. But I want to tell you, I miss you so much. You're a thousand miles away. I'm at the wheel of my car and I'm coming on home to you. Lonely heart. Honey, I ain't accustomed to lay 
I gotta listen to that some girl's bonus disc tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, there's some stuff not good on it, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to check that out though. <laughs> but I love that song, and it wasn't included clearly because um, there's another country track, uh, Faraway Eyes, on that album, so they weren't gonna have two country tracks no, on it. Faraway Eyes is oh, so good. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, let's move. Uh, why am I saying um so much? I hate that. I hate that. <laughs> That's so funny. That, Pilar was complaining about that in her podcast, where when in the initially when she got into this, she started saying "I'm a lot." When I'm taking a pause, I'll yeah. be like, um, "So where are we going?" So yeah. that's why I never really listen to the the episodes back uh-huh. unless I know there's a specific thing I have to edit out. Because yeah. if I start hearing those, you'll just take out all the ums. I'll, I'll take them out. I'll take out if I come to one because uh, in the like in the uh, the sound wave bar, you'll see yeah. like it'll be like um, it'll be like a block, and I, you, it's easy to just clip it out yeah but i can't do that with every episode that'd be insane <laughs> it's but, a hard thing to train yourself yeah. not to say you know i know and i'm wondering if listeners are like oh god pat shut the fuck up well i mean like politicians they can't say um you know they it's have to like really difficult train themselves yeah. yeah it's hard all right we're moving to 2011 now uh, with some songs you don't have this is from mix project called super heavy great it's sort of a, a super group right yep yeah. it's mick jagger Damian Marley, Joss Stone, Dave Stewart, and A.R. Rahman, who I'm not familiar with as, a, as an artist, but um, they experimented in a studio in Los Angeles. They come up, came up with like uh, 29 songs in 10 days, like 35 hours of material. Crazy. And then they released a 12-song album, and then they there was a uh, bonus to a deluxe edition that had uh, like five more tracks on it or four Man. more tracks. So I have a couple songs off this. Uh, mostly featuring Mick. First one here is Never Gonna Change. Oh, great song. Don't know when to fade it. I love that fade song. Right yeah. I, I, uh, I, you know, I thought about uh, submitting some tracks from Super Heavy. Um, that song is fantastic. I almost wish he had saved that for a Stones album because it's just so good. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, this and this, he wrote that with um, Dave Stewart. This next song is "I Can't Take It No More," and it's a. Uh, written solely by Jagger. When this album first came out, I bought it on day release and then Me I too. Didn't, didn't really get into it. I wasn't into it that much. And then I think over the years I, I traded it in or sold it back. Uh-huh. But then when I was just in San Francisco, I was at Amoeba Records and I was just looking through Jagger, looking everywhere. And then they had the deluxe edition for three ninety nine. How can you say so, no? So I bought it again <laughs> and then I listened to it and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it's... it much better. I don't know if it's an age thing like 
nine years after it was released, yeah. uh, I'm more mature. I'm listening to it with a, a more mature ear. I don't know what it is, but I enjoyed it a lot more. Yeah, and uh, there was a promotional video for, I forget which song now. I think for that. Super Heavy. The, yeah, must, must yeah. be, yeah, that, which is really cool. Shot on the Paramount lot, and Mick yeah, Jagger, yeah. I think, is wearing like a pink suit or something. Yeah, they all look cool. Yeah. Uh, but it just didn't, didn't take off at all. Yeah, no, album. it didn't. But uh, this song is called I Can't Take It No More. Joss Stone probably was like so excited to be working with Mick Jagger. Yeah. He was probably excited to be working with her too. For other reasons, probably. <laughs> but um, how dare you, Pat? <laughs> I, well, you know that was nine years ago. It was different back then. He does have like what thirteen grandchildren or something. It's insane. crazy. Yeah, I'll tell you the one about Mick Jagger. You know, he's he's like I said before, he's rock star thin. He's kept all his hair. Um, obviously, dying it. Although I think a gray-haired Mick Jagger would be fine. Yeah. He's got a full head of hair. And he, and the, he still brings the energy on stage yeah. and in his vocals, so I want to... Uh, I'm a... But is, I know that he's definitely a vain dude, but I'm a... So I'm actually surprised, but pleased that he hasn't done anything to his face because he's very craggy. You know, that's really... I, I never really thought about that. It's strange that he hasn't. Yeah, why wouldn't he? Because he's... Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, because he does look... Uh, he's He's got a lot of wrinkles and, yeah. and and grooves in his face. Same but, with Keith Richards. He hasn't, he dyes his hair sometimes, obviously, but he hasn't, yeah. yeah and actually he had his teeth done, but that's yeah, just because he, he let it, them go yeah. so bad when he was a heroin addict. Yes, I know on the, on the cover of the uh, cross-eyed heart, he's got a big toothy grin. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, yeah. what are you going to do? Well, whatever. All right, so 2012, they release yet another, 10 years after uh, uh, the 40 Licks, they release a 50-year Yep. Uh, greatest hits, and it came out. It was like a two CD and a three CD, and, yeah. And they recorded two new tracks. That's right. And uh, I like them both. The and it, what a weird name for an album, though. Grr. Yeah, it's grr. got a gorilla on the it front. It does. Yeah, it's not. It's not a great it's title not, aura. They, it's not. I know they 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 whiff a lot when it comes yeah. to those things. Like it made me feel like grr, another greatest hit. Yeah, yeah. But. Uh, there's no denying this song, Doom and Gloom. I think this was used in that Tom Cruise movie where he plays the pilot. What was it? American. Oh. What was that movie called? It's a good movie. Oh, crap. It's one of his non-action where he's right. more dramatic part yeah. and, and funny in it. But uh, uh, I'll look it up. Here's Doom and Gloom. Almost 100% positive this song was used in the Tom Cruise movie called American Made, okay. which is a really good movie directed by Doug Lyman. It got lost between 
the bad second Jack Reacher film, the horrible Mummy film, oh God. and then Mission Impossible Fallout. It comes between those, yeah. and so it just got lost. It's a good movie, though. Yeah, that song uh, created some mild Stones controversy because it's Mick Jagger on guitar playing in open G, which is what Keith Richards does. How dare he? Yeah, and so it's you think, oh, the Stones are back. It's like, Actually, that's mostly just Mick Jagger on, on guitar and vocals. So. Well, you know, still it worked. It yeah, worked. it worked. Uh, and the other uh, new track on that album was One More Shot. It's also a good song, but compared to Doom and Gloom, it's it's a dip. And that's a little bit of the sad thing, because yeah, Mick Jagger wrote single-handedly and recorded Doom and Gloom, but that song was a Keith Richards submission for that that record, and uh, it's not as good. And it's a it's little as good. it's a little too close to uh, like Street Fighting Man and just the you know the one yeah, four true. one four. I can hear that. Um, and when I saw them in live front row. Uh, Keith Richards messed up this song and that's what prompted uh, Mick Jagger to turn to Chuck Lavelle and just roll his eyes. Like, oh, Keith. <laughs> it's a new song though. Come on, Keith yeah. doesn't learn the new yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's hard and it's, it's, a, it's kind of a tricky song to memorize. But anyway. I gotta be honest, I can't believe how quickly we're burning through this. This is one hour and 27 minutes right now and we're almost done. Wow. I literally thought this was gonna be like a two and a half hour extravaganza, <laughs> but we're doing good. We're burning through it. Well, I hope I'm, I'm not, I hope fun. I'm contributing enough. I, I hope You're I'm contributing not. Okay. a ton. Okay, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's move on to an album that I think we both love. It's the cross-eyed heart. Yes. 2015. Fantastic. Long awaited Keith Richards, third solo album. And what do you got for us? Well, you know, it was hard. there's so many great songs on this album. So it was very hard for me. I was trying to like, just pick two and it was hard to narrow it down to two, but let's start with, the uh, the single trouble. All right. Just because you find yourself off the streets again, that don't mean that I can help you or I ain't your friend. Maybe trouble is your middle name. The trouble is that you're. That's such a great tune. So good. In the, uh, I think it's a Netflix documentary, uh, Keith Richards documentary, Under the Influence, he talks about coming up with that song, and he was trying to ape, I think, Hank Williams on acoustic, and his wife was like, uh, that's, a, that's a good one. And he's like, oh, okay. And then he, I think Steve Jordan actually had him kind of transpose it to electric guitar, and then we got the result we got, but it's a great song. The, uh, I have not watched that documentary yet. Oh, it's I, great. I remember when this album came out and the documentary came yeah. out at the same time. And yeah. I'm like, now, this, now it's four years ago. Yeah. How have I not watched it in four years? It's, honestly, it's, it's worth a watch. I mean, you're probably not going to learn anything, but it's just fun to see Keith Richards sort of in his elements. And- I remember seeing, I did watch like a little, I think Pilar and I started it and then 
I don't think she was that interested in it. And I was like, well, I'll watch this later by myself. And she, she's like, oh, no, I'll watch it. And I'm like, no. Because I think I remember him in his like library at home with all his books. Yeah, yeah. It's worth watching. I, I promise you'll, you'll like it. I'm going to check it out. You can skip the quiet one, but you should definitely watch Under right. the Influence. I had also picked Trouble. So uh, I'm going to move to the song called Heartstopper. Um, yeah, I was bummed that they didn't do a a little mini tour for this too, because I mean, you mean we live in Los Angeles, so and Wadi Wachtel plays once a month at least out here in LA, and you know he where does he play? Well, he uh, used to play at um, God, I'm blanking on the name because I went there once and caught a show because there was a rumor that Keith Richards was going to show up. Big potato, done that before? No, No. it's like on Pico. um, Is it the Mint? Might be the Mint. But he's, he's played a bunch of places around there. I want to get him on the show. Oh, you I would love definitely to get him on the should. Show. He, have you reached out? Because he would be fascinating. I reached out through his website, but never heard anything. But I, but I only tried once. Yeah, uh, you know what? Um, if you it's follow pretty- his, uh, there's, I'm on the, like the email newsletter or whatever, and mm-hmm. there's a, I can, I mean, you could find it easily. But the contact sends out emails. I'm sure she could hook oh, you up or whatever. Well, send that to me. Yeah, if, I will. If you, if you yeah, have time, definitely. And we're David's list, cross-eyed heart. You got one more. Yeah, robbed blind. All right. Someone stole some money. Who it is, it ain't quite clear. Stolen from my honey. She holds mustache ran here. The cops, you know, I can't involve them. They'd only interfere. So I hit the usual suspects, but I drew a blank round there. I'm robbed blind. a great tune also yeah i gotta believe that's wadi i'm guessing on pedal steel but i'm not positive found a letter to the um it's, it's so funny we're playing all these songs from 90 to 2015 so far and you would when you just think about it you would think oh yeah they haven't done a lot of you know recorded work in the last 30 years but they they have. Yeah. They've done a ton of stuff. And I'm sure from their perspective, it's like, what do you mean? We've been working this whole time. We've, been working, we, we've never stopped working. <laughs> but they doesn't all have the Stones brand, and so it feels... Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Let me see who is playing, if it if I can find out some credits on this. Uh, it says, Wadi Wachtel plays slide guitar. Okay. Uh, this is a Mick plays electric sitar, acoustic guitars, electric guitars... Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Maybe maybe that's a slide and not a... What, oh, it sounded oh, like a pedal steel. Oh, hold on, hold on. Here we go. Larry Campbell. 
place pedal steel. There you go. That's that's what, okay. Sorry, that was not Wadi, but <laughs> uh, this this album uh, has a lot of guests on it too. It's got uh, Pino Palladino, Blondie Chaplin. Oh yeah, Nora who was Jones. kicked out of the Stones, by the way, as a backup vocalist. <laughs> well, he's uh, making a living with the uh, he's touring with the Beach Boys, or with is that Brian, right? With, or with Brian Wilson? Okay, or, yeah. He was also in the band Chicago for a couple <sighs> albums. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, Aaron Neville does background vocals on this, so. All right, we're moving on. See, this is, I'm just not, this is not my thing at all. I feel the, bad. The blues is not my thing. Oh, man, that's where the Stones have their roots in. I know it is, but you know what? Those first early Stones albums, when uh, before they started to write their own tunes, I just don't dig those albums. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't love every track yeah. from those albums, but like, you know, Around and Around, the Chuck Berry cover, and uh, Come On, and but those, those Little are Red more, Rooster. But those are more rock and roll than, like, this is blues. This, this is, is yeah. like, this is like yeah. you know, Chicago blues type stuff. It's just not my thing. Yeah, what I love about it, though, is they were supposed to, like, go into the studio to record some new tracks, and they just, they bang this album out in, like, a week or something, like, I crazy, know. you know. But, but I, I would have so, when I heard they were going to the studio, I was like, yes, and then it was a blues, I'm like... This is, I, I didn't buy this album. Uh, uh, yeah. One of the, one of, the, one of it, our listeners, Scott Adams, uh, sent it to me. He, he, lo- he loves it. It won a goes, Grammy. Yeah. And he's like, you got to <laughs> listen to it. And I did, but it's, you know, it's just not my thing. Yeah. Some people love the blues. But what I appreciate about it is um, Mick Jagger tried to do some, yeah, they're not super obscure songs, but like songs you don't hear as much blues wise. And so this is one, uh, one of them, right? Yeah. This the is uh, Little Rain. And this is your last song, but I have it a couple is. more. Okay. You, be, you might be surprised. Let's do it. Did a Howlin' Wolf songs yeah. and Magic Sam, Memphis Slim, all their heroes. You know what I love about that track is um, much like Tumbling Dice, the the uh, the tempo is just like this tension. Like you almost want it to go a little faster, but it doesn't. So it creates this tension, which I think is, is yeah. really great. But. Well, I did pick one. I picked just your fool. Here we go. <laughs> it's a little more rocking. Yeah. Than- Still blues. Mick loves his harmonica. He's great on harmonica. I don't even know how you play it. I've tried. I don't I, even I'm know not what, any good at it. No. 
I, I didn't mean no, you're not. I, 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 no, the, the, <laughs> well, cool, I'm not. the cool thing about this album is it's just it's just Mick Keith, Charlie Ronnie, Daryl Jones, Chuck Lavelle. That's what I love. With uh, Eric Clapton sits yeah. in on a couple songs. Yeah, it's pretty stripped down. Another guy, Matt Clifford, yep. and Jim Keltner does some percussion, and that's that's it. That's yeah. like that's pretty much a bare bones. And that's, Stones album. I mean, honestly, that's when they're at their best. When they add too much production and layers and mm-hmm. session guy, you know. Which is a lot of what we played. Yeah, it is the nineties to today. True, true. It'll be interesting when a next the next proper Stones album comes out. If it'll be stripped down, if it will be over, not overproduced. Well, maybe yeah. overproduced. Yeah. Who knows? But um, it'll be interesting. Yeah. All right. So I told you that I found this uh, super heavy deluxe edition when I was in. Uh, in San Francisco yeah. at Amoeba Records. I also found from 2017, I forgot Mick released a double A-side yes, single. Yes, that's right. So I have those two songs. Uh, first one is called, go ahead. Sorry, because he released a collection of all his solo work, right? And then he added on these things? No, or? no, no. These are, these okay. are, there was that. Yeah. But that was, that was a Nothing while ago. Nothing new, gotcha. No, but this is, a, no, these are brand new, newly recorded songs in mm. 2017. Oh, I do remember this now. Yes. You're right. I can't believe I forgot. And this is called, first one's called Gotta Get a Grip. Yep. Got to get a grip. Mm-hmm. Beat it with a stick. That's great. I remember yeah. that now. I think they he released a lyric video for that. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. And then the the flip side is called England Lost featuring Skepta. I don't know who Skepta is. I probably I don't know. Probably some rapper, <laughs> some some hip guy that I don't know about. <laughs> but this is England Lost. I want to see England, but England lost. What is that about? Is it about Brexit or something? Is it I don't, Brexit? I don't it know. It probably is political. <laughs> it's not about a soccer game. I wouldn't think. No. No, with Mick, it's, it's, definitely, it's definitely Brexit, right? Yeah, I would think, yeah. He likes to be political. He's gotten more political. Actually, starting yeah. with like a bigger bang, really. Yeah, what's the song? Sweet Neocon. Yep, and also there. there's another track off that uh, about, um, uh, God, Abu Ghraib. Who was that, um, that soldier who you know, made them... Stripped down and, and it, anyway, it's horrible. But uh, but there's a song about her, uh, uh, Lady of the Leash or something. Mm-hmm. Or uh, anyway, I can't remember the. That's okay. Yeah, I'm blanking on. Is it on Bigger Bang? It is. Yeah. Well, here I can. Tell if you me. tell me the, I'll find it. It's not called Lady of the Leash, but it's. It, I, once if you say the name, I'll know it. 
Let me see. Biggest mistake. No. Dangerous beauty. That's it. Dangerous beauty. Dangerous beauty. Okay. All right. All right. Look, it's the last song that I'm going to play. It'll be our playout song. It's a Keith song and it's from uh, bigger bang but before we play that for the playout song thank you so much for doing this i can't believe that we flew through this in an hour and 42 minutes hey we know our stuff that's crazy because <laughs> it uh this was a blast i had so, I, much, I had so fun. much fun yeah you know i mean listening to the stones i mean what could be worse? you know hanging out with you what could be better and uh, well listening to the stones <laughs> <laughs> but again uh, when you listen with the headphones on it's like a different thing it is yeah for some reason you yeah. can hear things that you don't hear normally hear with, for sure but um where can we find you on on uh, instagram or twitter what do you want to tell us i'm on both uh, my handle's uh, at real dave right uh, and uh yeah you can you can see my photos we can see my dog <laughs> whatever, you, whatever How, you want. what's your dog's name lady how old's your dog she's gonna be three in november just a baby oh she's just a puppy what I kind of dog her. she's a uh cavalier king charles spaniel I don't even know what that looks like, but you, I'm sure you can show me a picture. Yeah, I will. I will. Yeah, she's she's so cute, and uh, we're actually having some uh, work done on, on the house, and I think it's kind of freaking her out. So I feel bad, but yeah, they don't like the loud noises. Well, they don't like change either, and she's like, oh. and she doesn't know what the hell's going on, and we kind of have to confine her to certain areas until it's all done and safe. But yeah, our cat likes is is a it's a big time people cat, but when there's a ton of people in the house, she's like. Who the fuck are these people? It's under the bedtime. Just like, um, <laughs> I'll be over here. Yeah. I yeah. don't want to be bothered. <laughs> but, uh, okay, so we are at Rock Solid Show on Twitter. I am at Pat underscore Francis. Go to rocksolidpodcast.com for all things about the show. T-shirts, Patreon page, episodes, all that good stuff. Kyle will be back eventually. He's at Funny on Twitter. So uh, that's it. That's the show. 30, uh, well, 29 years of stones. Awesome. In one hour and 43 minutes. <laughs> the song I'm going to take us out with is from A Bigger Bang, Keith Richards on vocal, and the song is called This Place is Empty. Oh, great. So great. Here we go. Thank you, David. Thank you. Walk right in. Sit on down and make yourself at home Come on, baby, you're just like me And you hate to be alone It's funny how things go around It's crazy, but it's true this place is empty, oh so empty It's empty without you Come on Bear your breasts and make me feel at home You and me, we're just like all the rest And we don't wanna be alone Things go around, but go.